Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Regina Golbinas, who helps coaches, mentors, entrepreneurs, and CEOs to create a solid foundation, a profitable business, and an unstoppable mindset. Mindset? Mindset. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Welcome to the show. I seem to sort of juggle all my introductions recently, so uh, you're welcome, but welcome. It's fantastic to have you here. Thank you. I'm very excited. I think we're going to have a fantastic conversation, a lot of value, and I'm ready to start. So tell me more about this mind step that I sort of bundled through. Where are you with the business today? Where where is it that you're, you're currently going towards, and who do you love to work with? So I have done, been a life and business strategist for 21 years. Uh, definitely a God's calling for my life. I don't believe that I chose this. I believe that it chose me. I have zero doubt. Now looking back at historical evidence, how life unfolded, zero doubt in that. And mm. after 17 years reorganizing struggling corporations. And uh, after over 100 companies, uh, thousands of jobs created, a lot of bankruptcy cases, a lot of restructuring, a lot of all that stuff, which has been extraordinary. Uh, the last four years I've spent in the online space. So mm. I work with online CEOs. And tra- I, will, I still work with offline companies, but not necessarily restructuring. So online entrepreneurs, offline entrepreneurs, brick and mortar, mom and pop shops, anything that under 20 million, basically. Mm. So, so how, do, you, how do these people find you? How do these people come to you to start with? Great question. So the 17 years that I did corporate turnaround, I actually worked with a mentor. So number one, I believe in mentorship. So I worked with a mentor for 17 years. So his clients and I would come in as the right hand, as the right hand woman, so to speak. And we would just uh, kind of run the show. And uh, last four years, organic, you know, we live in a digital, digital age. If uh, take advantage of social media, these are free platforms or organic sales and marketing. Love that. And so your clients, when they find their way to you, what what do you feel like you have to help them overcome? Like almost all the time, there is something that you have to help them to release, um, tweak, change so that they can really, you know, take to the coaching that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So business, I believe, requires uh, three main parts of the person to be committed to, which is the strategy, you need a strategy, mindset and emotional intelligence. So, and over the last 20 years, 21 years of working with so many people, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that one would, without any one of those components, we don't have a business because if our mind, our mindset is not on board, people are not going to apply the strategy. 
If we lack emotional intelligence, we're going to be triggered by everything every five minutes. So it has to be kind of like mind, body, spirit has to be in order for us to really be effective, efficient, productive, and profitable. Oh, I love a good trifecta. Mm, that's what we build our business on. Absolutely. So the strategy, the mindset, the emotions, these count for so, so much. So what, what do you find time and time again is maybe the one thing that is, that is missing from, from this? Uh, people lack trust in the, in a, in a long-term vision. They have a vision, but they like, they lack. people have a long-term vision where they want their life to be their business to be. And then their mind gets in the way and they start to doubt it. They start to question it. And this is when they either stop taking action or a select few are like, okay, I don't need my mindset on board. I just need to take action. And I create historical evidence that what I believe in actually works, that I can actually accomplish it. So most people, they stop. And a few, like a small percentage, and I've observed over the last two decades, the smaller percentage mm. said, I may not see the evidence, I may not believe that it's going to happen, but I'm going to create the evidence that I can make this happen. And a day at mm. a time, a decision at a time, a mindset at a time, a step at a time, they create evidence that whatever it is that they want does actually exist and available for them. And it's a beautiful process to watch somebody navigate through that and actually create evidence and compile evidence that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Love that. So the trust in the vision, that's the biggest thing that you find that people, that they need. So what is it that breaks that? What breaks that trust? Daily stuff, you know, something uh, we don't feel good for the moment and we feel because we're feeling de de depleted or deflated for the moment. It means that it's not going to work. We take a small emotion that's happening in the moment and mm. we apply it across the board, like across the entire life for the next 25 million years. So people have a hard time staying in the moment. They dimension jump. Nobody goes into the future and comes back with a good idea. Nobody goes into the future and comes back with a good picture. And I don't know why the mindset is wired that way. We all go into the future, completely freak out. It's okay, it's never gonna work. I'm gonna go do something else. And this is a repetitive cycle when the reality is you haven't been in the future. Like if God designed for us to know what's gonna happen tomorrow, we would have had the capacity to do that, but we're not. Love that. Now, from, from your perspective, personally, can you remember the last time that you did that? And how are you able to catch yourself in a moment? Because you're a human with brain chemicals, <laughs> with emotions, we're not immune to this, but we do have the tools and the strategies to catch ourselves if we're using them right. So yeah, when's the last time that you caught yourself losing that vision, losing that trust, and then realizing, aha, hold on, this is all it is. What was it for you? You know, I think um, people look at certain people and think, oh my God, they never have this, the, these emotional or this, this mindset stuff. I lose trust in myself and my vision on a daily basis, 50 times a day. I think I would be a complete liar if I said that's not real. But here's what I do do. I have a lifetime of historical evidence that when I put my mind to something, I have yet to fail. I have yet not to get something what I want. So if you don't have evidence created for the future, which nobody has, we all have evidence from the past that we are successful. We all have evidence from the past that we can achieve the things that we want. So it just depends. What do you choose to lean on? People mm. often they, 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 they tend to lean on chaos from the past versus the historical evidence of really, really, really good things from the past. So throughout the day, when my mind is up and down, up and down, 
I tell myself, okay, Regina, look at the things you've done in, in your lifetime. Look at the companies you've built. Look at what you've accomplished with no formal training and education. Look at the fact that you have so many huge decisions you've made in your life and things always worked out. So we may not have the evidence of success from the future, but we, every single one of us have the evidence that we've succeeded in certain, even the small things. People really undermine the little successes of their life. Do not undermine this. Even if you can manage to go to a gym five days a week, you probably are doing better than 99% of the population. That's a win, right? So we undermine the little successes and we don't, we disregard them. But if you really look at all of the successes throughout your life, you can bring your mindset back into order. Number one, number two, go ahead. I was going to say, but that is a skill. That is a muscle that you are not born with because biologically we look for threats to keep us alive. Our only goal, my brain's only goal is to keep us going, keep us alive. It's not to thrive. It's not to succeed. That is like, that's level two. That's a Brucey bonus. It's like, hold on. So with your ability to be able to look at the, I can find the evidence of where I've succeeded. I can find the evidence. I can see the positive in this. Now, that is a skill that has to be honed because we also have the evidence of where it's gone wrong before. We also have the evidence of where it has failed, where I have been hurt. So posting on social media, for example, oh my gosh, if we do this, people didn't show up. People, I actually got some hate, whatever it might be for you. These things are double tagged in our brain rather than successes. It's almost like the successes don't count as much. We have to focus on the negatives and that's a biological thing. So how, how would you say to try and build this focus muscle, the control of where to focus the attention? How would you say is that yeah, a couple of steps to try to, to build that? Uh, two things. And I will speak on this one strictly for myself. I walk very closely with God having something that I strongly feel is a foundation for me that has certain promises for me in the scripture, that helps me a lot. Mm. That always supersedes for me everything else. So I have something to stand on. I have something to stand on. And number two, it's, you know, it's whichever animal you feed, that's the one that grows. But very often, I want to say this, very often people want to stay stuck in the mindset, oh my God, nothing's going to work, da, 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 because this is the, the, this is the truth. This is the self-preservation mechanism, and they're talking themselves out of taking the action because they're afraid of taking the action. Because realistically speaking, we all can do the things we want to do. We, I'm, I'm saying like physically, you can get up in the morning and open social media and create a post. You can get up in the morning and go and brush your teeth. You can get up in the morning and go to the gym. We physically are- Logically and physically we can, correct. However- Yes. It's a, then it becomes a choice. But, but here's also the thing. People believe they need to feel good in order to take action. So for me, because I work so much in myself- my emotions and my mindset can be up and down, up and down. However, my action is very stable and consistent. Mm. For a lot of people, their action resembles their emotion. They're, they're literally, you can even look at people's social media. They're, even their posting of content, audience building, is directly related to how they feel about themselves. Oh, so let's hold us a let's hold us that point for a second. So no matter whether you're having a good day or a bad day, because you always have Whatever your equation is, there's always the top few and the bottom few. So no matter whether you're having a, a bad day because you're either 
you're just, damn it, you're hungry. Or something actually big has happened in your life, whatever it might be, you still do the posts you need. You still make the communications that you need to do. You still serve in the way that you promised you would do regardless. Yes. So you have the ability to not mask, but to cope and to manage and to guide yourself through this mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, again. So I want to say something. I think it's going to really serve the audience. Number one, I really see my business as a real business. My business has a list of things for me to do. My business doesn't care how I feel. My clients shouldn't care if Regina is having a bad day. My clients do not hire me so that they can support me emotionally through a bad day. And I'm not asking, my clients never know what I'm in, like when I'm in an energetic slump. That's not why they pay me. They pay me to support them. You see what I'm saying? They pay me to consistently be available to them for the, time, for the, for the investment that they've made based on the contract and the rules of the engagement. My business has a list of things for me to do on a daily basis. My business doesn't care how I feel. My clients shouldn't care how I feel. I mean, of course, if there's some tragic situation, God forbid, they're all human, we understand. But on a daily basis, there is nothing really happening for me to stop my process. But also I see my business, I'm a parent of two daughters. I'm a single mom. It didn't matter how I felt. I needed to feed my kids. It didn't matter how I felt. I had to get up every morning and go to work. It didn't matter how I felt. I needed to get my kids, both of my daughters to school every single yes, morning. And in that stage, it's how you manage yourself and maintain yourself through this process, mentally, physically, emotionally. It is so important. I love what you said there. The business doesn't care how I feel. Let's, let's pause on that. The business. It's a, it's a sense of responsibility. But we personify the business. The business doesn't care how I feel. That just, again, take those two things. It pulls it apart. It, it gives another avenue to look at. It's like, ah, oh, crumbs. Of course, it doesn't care. And it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. You get to use your perception. You get to reframe it however you want. Huh, storytelling. It's, it's amazing what we can do. So, look. I wanna... Imagine how powerful you become if you get to really manage your mind and your emotion because for 99% of people it really manages them their entire life reflects how they feel if my entire life reflected how I feel I would be a mess because I'm a human being I'm a single mom I've raised two kids I went through raising two teenage daughters by myself that's a whole different uh, I don't even know what that was teenage girls are a whole different uh, the whole different dimension of crazy and the clients and helping clients through reorganization and going mm. through a really challenging divorce and, 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 and. So when we learn to manage our emotions, when we learn to manage our emotional intelligence, when we learn to stay neutral, even when everything else outside is chaotic, when we learn to stay responsible, who do you think is going to succeed? Who's going to have a higher quality of life? Even when you manage your emotions, automatically the quality of life you live elevates and escalates to a whole new level because you're not engaging with the daily minutia happening inside your head. So let's take this away from, away from that aspect more towards you as the business owner and with your business. So with obviously the, the wealth experience you've had and the, the years in the game playing this, and of course you said the last sort of four years, this is where it's become more online. So you've gone through quite a, Quite a big transition, as I think most of us have over the last sort of what three or four years. Crumbs. Anyway, what is it for you that's really helped 
your business grow and evolve over the last the last few years? I know that God chose me for this life. I know that God chose me for this work. And whether or not uh, I make a certain amount of money doesn't change how I feel about the work. I will forever do this work. God chose me. God gave me gifts to understand people and money. So regardless of how I feel, I have my gifts and I use them. My love for my gifts, my love for mentoring people does not depend on my income level per month. When I first came online, I want to make this crystal clear. And I know this is going to maybe, uh, this is going to really serve a lot of people. When I first came online, I probably didn't monetize for over a year because I was trying to figure things out. Mm. Do you know how many people would have quit if they had no monetization for over a year? I'm not saying this was a great thing, but I'm, for me, it was a fantastic thing. It showed me how committed I am to this mission. Most people don't make money for five minutes and they throw in the towel and they're crying and they're complaining. Well, and let's also hold space for. Um, some, let's also hold space for some people can't afford to not earn a living for a year. So you were in a very blessed situation that you didn't have to monetize it because you had the resources. So as we talk about the world of the business owner, everyone has these pros and cons, these blessings and these curses, the resources they can use, the time they can use. So we're all kind of juggling these, these different things. So you were given the gift to be able to, to work through that without the stress, lack of safety that you didn't no, have to. No, 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 no. I don't want to give that perception. No, no, no. When I stopped corporate turnaround, when I parted ways with my mentor, my income I was cut to zero. I started from scratch. And I, I single mom, the only income household, like their dad wasn't contributing financially. I did have to take on debt. And I want to make it, I want to say this because I want people to listen to say, okay, it was easy. She had this, she had that. I didn't. I started my life from scratch at 40. I'm 44 at 40 with two kids and I'm in California. And I think it's important to say this because I want every person listening there. If you get resourceful, if you get creative, you can get this done. I didn't mm. have, I didn't have the financial abilities because I ran through my financial abilities fast and I had to take on debt, but it was like, do I go backwards or do I trust beginning of the conversation yeah do I let's let's just qualify that because again i never said it was easy absolutely not yeah. i didn't say you were sat on a nest egg i had no idea what your situation was so yeah. but you did tell me you didn't earn money it was a year therefore and you had two two daughters so you need a roof over your head and food in your mouth therefore that can't magically come from from faith there needs to be more to it having faith and action and you had the resources to find okay I'm going to go into debt I'm, or I'm going to leverage someone else's money. You got resourceful. You gave yourself the gift to be this. Other people may be like, I need to monetize it. So I've got to focus on this because let's be honest, we're all in business. Money is the result of doing good business. It's also a result of helping more people. So we all need money. We need to make money. That's kind of the point else is a hobby. So mm -hmm. being resourceful, finally, oh, seeing the opportunities rather than the threats. If you took it into debt, you saw that as an opportunity rather than a threat. One person's view of that might be, I don't want to go into debt. It's not the right thing to do. There's a, there's a limiting belief. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. You get to choose, but you mm -hmm. chose, I'm going to do that, but you're going to keep with it. You're going to keep the faith. And I think what you said earlier about faith and the safety, having that faith, 
the safety was then outside of yourself. It was, it wasn't in you. It was when, and I remember feeling this very unsafe around financially. Oh my gosh, it was almost crippling. But the way you said that, and my interpretation was, and you can tell me if I'm <laughs> I'm right or wrong, but having that faith so the safety is outside of yourself, it doesn't matter anymore. You know you're going to be taken care of. That feels like there's some armor there. There is some some something to protect you and guide you through, despite what you might be seeing and, and feeling in this sort of physical realm. Do you want to expand on that slightly? Yeah, um, you know, having to believe something, not just having to believe something outside of yourself, having to believe something outside of another human. Sometimes we believe in other people, but people can fail us. People have their own lives, people that have their own challenges, people have their own stuff, right? But I'm believing like in God, something that I believe cannot fail me, even if there is a bad day. You know what I mean? So there is a difference believing in other humans versus believing in something so great, so unwavering, so unfailing. And like my belief is very strong and I have a deep relationship and I do go to church and I do lead a Bible study group. So I'm not just saying my belief is strong. Like I am doing the things to strengthen my faith more than any connection with any human because I see what it's done for me. Yes, beautifully put. And that faith, that belief empowers you to take consistent the right action. Therefore, this equation has to be, maybe just like we said earlier, maybe we'll find the trifecta. So it has to be, the faith has to be there. In, in, whatever, in yourself, in the higher power, in whatever you believe in, there has to be the action that comes with that. These things have to go together. And just relying on one, things will fall down. You don't build a house on a wonky foundation, okay? So having these things together, that is so important. And it, and the nuance of that is sometimes missed. Do you find that? I, okay, you said it so beautifully right now. So every time when challenges come up and my mindset really goes out of control, I tell myself, Regina, if you're going to tell people you're a woman of God, you're a woman of faith, you better act like it. And that means you better take the action you've been spinning your head around that you're not going to take. So you said it beautifully. It's the combination, right? I cannot say I have faith and sit in fear in a corner crying about the next step. If I'm going to tell people, if I'm going to lead a Bible study group, if I'm going to read scripture, if I'm going to, if I'm going to tell people I'm a woman of God and I have these conversations with me because I get afraid I'm a human being that I tell myself, if you're going to make these claims that you are this woman of God, you better be the woman of God. You better take the action. You better do the things you've been afraid to do. You better go bigger, get louder, get bolder, whatever it is for me. And I then I challenge myself to be that thing. But also, if I may say something else in terms of um, when I was also not monetizing and all of that stuff, I did do one thing. Yes, I took action. I knew that I needed to get, even if it was, I knew I couldn't afford to get into a mastermind, but I need at least a course, something of an energy to keep me going. Because typically we're surrounded by people who don't really have the big dreams and visions and goals. They don't really understand us. And I remember, and I think this is so important for your audience. It's such a beautiful story. I remember I saw somebody online and she was selling a course for like $800. For me at that point, with no money coming in and all the money going out, $800 might as well have felt like $8 million. It didn't matter. It was $800. 
and it was I out of reach regardless. Yeah. And I remember reaching out to this to this woman and saying, look, you have a course I want to buy. Do you mind giving me a 10-month payment plan? Think about how crazy, $80 a month. Because again, money coming in, money, nothing coming in, everything going out. And she said, yes. And then she had another course. It was like uh, $1,900 a month. I said, do you mind giving me another 10-month payment? So I started accumulating mentorship knowledge information but I was brave enough. And I said, listen, if you want to laugh at me, I know it's a ridiculous ask. She said, I'm happy to do it for you. And I've completed all the payment. I mean, that was God knows when. But the point is, if you're in a place right now, like for your audience where you need mentorship, but find somebody and ask them the question. People may surprise you and give you a very low entry point, but it's so, it was for, at that point for me, it meant everything to get into the energy with somebody, even through a course who was energetic, who was, because I still, I believe in God, but I still as a human put tools in place to help me move forward and stay consistent. So I position myself with tools around me on a daily basis that support me in moving forward. Very intentional about it. Hmm. Beautiful lesson there. And if you don't ask, you don't get. I'm not saying that everyone out there goes and tries to um, negotiate on all the deals on anything you're going to buy. Why not? If, if you can't afford it, why not ask? But asking for what you actually truly want, what business you actually do want, what, what targets you have, being specific on these things. If you're not asking for the right clients, the exact clients, the right money, the exact money, um, the right work that you want to do, the exact jobs when you want to work, God, the universe, source, whatever you believe in, how can they bring it to you when you're being so fluffy? So I think specificity is a great thing to expand on what, what you just said. Ask for it, but you need to know exactly what you're asking for. Um, and it might, oh my gosh, and it might just arrive. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, and I, you said it perfectly, it might just arrive. I think we underestimate how much we can actually move forward and how even kind people are who will support our mission and our vision and will say yes to our request mm. and will help us along the way. There is a lot of amazing people that I've met along the way that are just fantastic. And you take what you can get, and I'm saying this in a very kind, respectful, honorable manner, and you apply everything. Like you, I took everything, I applied, I absorbed everything. I was just hungry for the correct information and again mm -hmm. correct information i wasn't a social media scrolling you know 50 miles per hour eight hours a day trying to figure out we're not going to do that it's getting yourself in the right places challenging yourself pushing yourself it's all of the pieces collectively and all of a sudden you start to look back and a day at a time it compiles it compiles and compiles and the momentum compiles and the funny thing about success is for a very long time, you're compiling momentum, but you're not even seeing the results. And all of a sudden, it just pops. The, 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 the tricky thing or, is you never know when it's going to pop. You just got to show up. You don't, back to your point earlier, or maybe you don't see it. It's so incremental that it's almost taken for granted. You're seeing what you don't have rather than, oh, everything goes up by sort of 5%, 10%, 20%. It's so gradual that by the time it hits there you're used to it and that's the new level and it but it's more and it's different so hey let's end on the point you just you just raised at the end there you want to push yourself you want to challenge yourself yes you also need to be able to maintain yourself so push challenge absolutely hustle culture goes so far there's a time for it 
There's also a time for, as you said, if you could have these highs and lows, because of course we're all human beings, we all go through it. It's how to manage ourselves through this roller coaster so that we do continue to stay focused and aligned with what we truly want. And fuck yeah, ask for it. Ask for it and it, and it, it will arrive. You know what's interesting is, and I think for overachievers, we experience this a lot. We beat ourselves up. I'm not far enough. Like there's constant beating yourself. I'm not far enough. I'm not good enough. I'm a, the overachiever just has this thing like we beat ourselves up. But if you really look at your journey and if you really look at where you're at without just using money as a measuring stick, I guarantee you're probably further along than 90, 95% of people in this world. I guarantee you, you're probably 95% further than nine, much further than 95% of people, but we just focus on the negative. We beat ourselves up. But what about giving yourself grace for, be, for still doing the work, for still doing the hustle, for still diving deep within yourself and unpacking all of the stuff that you've compiled within that, that maybe, you know, jacks up your mind or, or triggers you emotionally. You're mm. still doing the work. Do you know how many people refuse to do the work because it's easier not to do the work and yet you're still here? So what I always, always tell my clients is you want to beat yourself up, knock yourself, you know, knock yourself out, do your thing, but don't forget to give yourself grace. Cool. Don't so forget- everyone listening, let's pause. Let's pause there and be like, everyone, think about it. Give yourself some grace. Celebrate. I don't care what the hell it is right now. Just celebrate something. Celebrate that, hey, you made it to the end of another podcast episode. Fantastic. I love you. But celebrate your commitment to your business, to your lessons, to finding another way that to not make it work. Oh, sweet. You are one step closer. Just find something to celebrate. So, Regina, I'm celebrating you. This was, this was a wonderful conversation going around a couple of different avenues. I've, I've loved it. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. I, it's been phenomenal. I'm feeling it within, you know, like when you do something and you're like, that was so good. I hope everybody loves it. They're going to get so much value. That's how I feel. Thank you. You're a fantastic uh, leader of the podcast. So that's why it was so good. Hey, thank you so much. Look, if people want to make, they find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Social media. Social media, um, I'm, I am very um, kind. So if you reach out to me, I will always respond. I'm happy to. Just social media, Instagram and Facebook, Regina Gulbinas, easy to find. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious or you want some kindness, go check it out. But Regina, thank you so, so much again for, for playing along and for sharing your business and, and your story. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.